0: Welcome back to the Well-Rounded Wealth Podcast. Jack, how are we doing? Good. Episode 12. And this is our first time going virtual. And
1: as you can see, I just moved into a new apartment in Atlanta. So the room's looking looking a little bland, but it's a work in progress (laughs) and we're getting there. Um, Pat, thanks again for helping me move here. The bed frame you put together (laughs) while I was at Publix, doing some necessary errands. So, yeah, thanks again for the help. I really appreciate it. That was, it was possible to move in here alone. It's
0: the handyman. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. And glad you got settled in. And I am, everyone's getting a perspective of my little office corner now. So,
1: yeah, no, I love it. it. Your baby Yoda this is, is I the first thing I've noticed immediately.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is that Lego? Uh-huh.
1: It's pretty cool. Yep. I like oh, it.
0: I'm a fan. Oh, Lego Baby Yoda. Yes, yeah, it's my just my trophy and book and oh wait, I got my Iron Man. I just put one, I should just put this thing on for the episode, <laughs> dude. That's <laughs> sick. That's awesome. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, yeah. what are we talking about today?
1: So we kind of had an idea. Well, you had an idea. We talked about extrinsic and intrinsic motivation, like back in our first episode, but we covered it really very briefly. And it was more of like a working out kind of relation. We talked about my jump roping and the difference between those motivations and and my routine. But you were kind of telling me that you kind of want to dive more into this topic because there's a lot more to discuss between intrinsic and extrinsic motivation beyond even working out, but just motivation throughout our days in general, why we're doing the things we're doing and motivation as a whole.
0: Yeah, for sure. So the whole premise behind this is based on the intrinsic and extrinsic motivators within fitness. So simple definition is something that you are intrinsically motivated by, by means you are doing it for yourself without the gratification of an external um, without the gratification of an external approval something external you are shooting for a goal a time uh, physique uh, something along those lines where you are getting approval from other people I think that topic intrinsic and um, extrinsic goes even deeper into life so there is a game that we are playing in life where we're doing things that are intrinsic to us or extrinsic. So for example, I think a lot of things in life that we look at extrinsically are like bigger house, better car, um, different bodies like, Oh, she's super fit or he's super fit. But how are we converting? the drives and desires in our lives to internal ones that aren't externally validated by other people so that we're doing them for ourselves.
1: Yeah, I think an easy way to break that down is, okay, are you doing something for yourself? And is that the reason why you're getting after it every day? Because you have your own goals and you want to do it because you yourself wants, whatever it is you're chasing after, or is it because of maybe someone else or other people and the motive behind your motivation in general is trying to impress other people and try, for example, like maybe you're going to the gym and hitting the weights every day because maybe you're a little insecure about your body and you care about what other people think of how you look, or you want a partner. So that's why you're, going to the gym so hard and working hard every day it's not because you love going to the gym it's because you want other people to think you look good or sometimes you want other people to know that you're doing that because a lot of your validation goes on what other people are thinking and yeah they
0: like think it's impressive or something along those lines where oh my god he can lift 500 pounds or something like that right um and i think the reason so many people refer back to fitness is it's easy to conceptualize. There is, like if someone looks good, you're going to be like, wow, that guy goes to the gym. He's fit. Oh, shit! <laughs> there goes my mic. Um, but with other aspects of life, it's a little bit harder to conceptualize <laughs> First so, time remote struggles. <laughs> for people who are just listening to
1: audio, Patrick's mic is falling all over the place, but he's gotta yep. figure it out. <laughs> um,
0: but things like career, how do you how do you change your motivation around that to being intrinsic versus extrinsic? Because so many things out of career play into extrinsic or material things. So I think that is a challenge in itself, and which is why we want to talk about it today and break down our thoughts on it and maybe stimulate a little bit of thinking on your end, too.
1: Yeah. So I want to just go ahead and ask you to get our ball rolling of our anecdotal experience with these two motivations. Like, What are some examples of things that you have done that's based off of extrinsic reasons and trying to get a validation of others or doing it because you care about what other people think.
0: Yeah. I would say a lot of the extrinsic things I've looked at and mm-hmm. I've decided not to pursue because I've had the ability to think about this is uh, nowadays, a lot of people talk about side hustles and there's, there are a million ways to make money. And what does that money get you? So, Like I can start a Shopify store or, I don't know, you want to, you want to break it down into like some people, I don't know, designing little trinkets or doing cabinetry refixes or there's just a bunch of little things you can do for money. (laughs) Um, And I kind of realized I was doing it for, or I was looking at these things for the opportunity to make money, which again, not a bad thing if you need it, but it wasn't something I was passionate about. And because there's that opportunity to do so many things like we talked about in our prior episode or two, our two past episode, it's if you love something, you're going to and, and you continue to do it day in, day out, you're the money will find you. So you have to do things that you're passionate about. And that's where I kind of realized, like I was just looking for a quick fix to make it. And I'd rather find something that's sustainable that I can do over a long term instead of searching for that extrinsic validation or that extrinsic thing, materialism, money. And I think being able to remove your desire of materialistic things has helped me a ton so beyond what i have right now i'm completely satisfied and at peace with the things i have i don't necessarily need more sure there's wants and desires for more but if you can remove that that need for them beyond the basic level of what you need to exist then it's a very freeing thought
1: yeah so I'll give my perspective on that just of moving to a new state and not having a a firm in place salary yet. I'm in a place where I need to like do side hustles and I need to be doing more than just one thing to get my income. And it's, yeah, the passion's not necessarily there, but right now I'm in a place where I need to do it Mm -hmm. because I need the money. (laughs) It's a (laughs) because I need to pay my bills, so it's a strategy of okay, how do I pay these bills and have some like money on the side too, where I can live decently comfortably. Two adverbs. (laughs) How can I how can I accomplish that goal while still maintaining somewhat of a healthy lifestyle? So right now, it's whole. I'm willing to sacrifice some time Mm -hmm. to make some more money off of side hustles and things like that. Because right now I'm not in a stable mindset where I know that I have a certain amount of income getting to me every month that I know exactly how much I'll have and be able to budget that. So I kind of have to be getting after it. And that's very much an intrinsic motivator because it's me. Like I have to get the money for me. So it's more of it's, pretty much all me. Like I'm not trying to do these things to impress other people. I'm doing it to survive and to to live live comfortably. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Uh, it's definitely
1: a strong motivator. It's stronger than anything when I feel like my back is against the wall and I have to get after it. Like the other day I just moved to Atlanta. I don't know if I said where I moved at the beginning, but I was quite literally walking along the streets with resumes in my hand, walking into restaurants, asking to speak to yeah. me. I was literally doing that. And that's, I'm a pretty outgoing person and I have some confidence, but that wasn't yeah. easy. I don't care who you are. That's never easy just to walk into a restaurant and ask to speak to the people and say like, Hey, uh, you looking for people. I'd like to do this and give them my resume. Yeah. Cause you get all these thoughts like, Oh, what will people think of someone walking in just like that? And like you play head games, but because I want it and kind of need it, I was like, "Got to do it." And I just kind of got through that mindset of, "Oh, like I don't know if I want to do that," or worrying about what people may think. So that was a really kind of something I took note of is the fact that I'm doing this for me, and the fact that I need it is such a strong motivator. And yeah, you break it down, there you go. There's a lot you can accomplish when. You have your mind oriented on one thing and things that you need. You get after it much more than wanting to impress other people or doing things that you think will make you look good for other people versus when you're doing it for you, for your survival and or needs and or comfortability. And it's things that you want. It's not because you think that I think other people would respect me more if I'm doing side hustles and stuff. I'm like, no, I don't, give a shit about that. I need this. So that's, (laughs) (laughs) it's making me break through and getting after it harder. So it's kind of interesting, just in an everyday thing. I'm like, it's a bigger motivator than ever, especially guys that start hitting the gym to get girlfriends. I've noticed sometimes like when they're going after it and they are doing well and they get their girlfriend, Sometimes then all of a sudden they're not hitting the chip as much because <laughs> the reason they were doing it was for that goal
0: and to achieve. So now now it's dad bod mode. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you got the girl. <laughs> now you, you got to be a husband. <laughs>
1: but a guy like you, I would imagine, even if you're married and starting to have children and your relationship is very healthy and you guys are in love and a team working together every day. My guess and is that you're still gonna be getting after it in the gym.
0: Yeah. Because it's for you. And it because it makes me feel healthy and it makes me feel good. Right. And I think your two words that just jump out are need and have to's. So and it kind of makes me think back to like way generations before us. When they went out and had to do things to survive it was because they needed to like i need to go hunt today to eat or i need to go walk however many miles to get water so and so in a way that's the state you're in right now in the 21st century you need to go do a side hustle because you need to eat and have shelter and have water basic necessities I think the thing where people lose themselves intrinsic versus extrinsic is to your point. You can't, if you're doing something extrinsically or for an extrinsic validation, you are going to do that until you get it. But what happens after that? Right. You kind of start losing your edge a little bit. You might, your business might start failing, your fitness, you might stop going as frequently. But if you're doing it for yourself, that's something that you're like, that's just part of my day. This is something I enjoy doing and want to stay consistent with it. It's not a rush to get something. It is, how do I maintain this and build other systems in my life to maintain whatever action I'm doing?
1: So. Yeah. And let's talk about the podcast in general and our motivation for doing this, because one thing I've noticed, especially when what we're doing is kind of publishing ourself and our thoughts into the, the world, essentially it's, everything's on the, the internet. <laughs> yeah. Theoretically, anyone in the world can access these episodes, this podcast, what we're talking about. Your and thoughts. <laughs> it's definitely kind of interesting because sometimes I'll have people reach out and tell them, tell me that they love what we're doing or love the episode and I love it. And sometimes it can be really easy for me to right before I hit the post button on an episode to think, Oh, what are other people going to think of this episode or, Oh, how will I come across to other people when they're listening to our episodes? Cause so there's definitely for me, sometimes an extrinsic, motivator can enter, what I think keeps me grounded personally is the passion that especially you have and then I have. Like I think I build off of you really well on that because we got topics we really want to talk about and we always have to remember that our goal is the topics and really talking about this and that that makes me feel good and you feel good. I'm sure you're agreeing with what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And you can continue if you want on this. Yeah, thoughts. for
0: sure. I mean, when you convert things to internal actions, whether it's podcast or fitness, whatever it is, you're doing that thing because it makes you happy, regardless of the end desire. So, for us, and for me, and I'm sure you, this is this is raw thoughts. This is this is things that we are thinking about and I'm reading about and, and being vulnerable and opening up about because that's what's going on in my head. The byproduct of this is that other people have the ability to listen to it. If it resonates with with them, that's great. And they reach out and that makes us feel good. But at the baseline level, you and I talking about this, it's us relating what is happening in our lives to each other. And to where we want to go. And I think that's the grounding principle for me in doing this and having this as a passion is that I get to share my thoughts in a different way other than just keeping them all in my head. Mm -hmm. And us being able to post about it on YouTube, Instagram is technically it is an external and extrinsic thing because we're allowing ourselves to get feedback. But you can also look at it in a way as, I am going to go back to these episodes in 10, 20, 30 years and be like, wow, that was really cool at the time. Like I was talking about it. So,
1: Yeah, definitely. And one thing I want to admit to you is that last night or yesterday afternoon before recording today, I actually – wasn't super keen on recording today because I've just been going through a lot and I always like to present myself. So this is an extrinsic thing. I want people to think I'm doing well and that things are going well for me. And I'm sure everyone can relate to that. No one wants other people to think that struggle is happening or that someone's not doing well. You don't like other people knowing that. And for me, it's, Emotionally, I'm okay, but I'm, I've got some shit I'm trying to figure out right now. And I'm kind of yeah. on a crazy journey of trying to figure out what my path is going to be. Just moving out to a new city and not having anything in stone, having anything assured. It's kind of the first time in my life where I've lost a lot of stability and I'm trying to navigate that. And I, I don't like admitting that to people. Like I'd love when someone asks me how I'm doing, I can say I'm doing well and mean it and actually be doing well. I don't ever, and it's, it is naturally unattractive. Someone's like, how are you doing? I'm like, terrible. (laughs) You're not, (laughs) I still wouldn't even say that regardless. I think if I were to answer that question, honestly, it would be like, I'm doing good. I'm working hard, but I'm definitely out of my comfort zone and I'm trying to figure it out. I think would be, a pretty honest answer. So I was a little insecure about recording today because of that. But when we talked last night about you wanting to talk about this, I was like, that actually really heavily relates to things I'm going through. And I think that would be helpful for me to actually talk about this and kind of make that kind of right in front of me a little bit. And honestly, I do think that when people actually are willing to be vulnerable, that, can help and i think it is refreshing because so many people do spend their days trying to want either impress people or convince themselves that their everything is good and by doing that you're trying to convince other people that you're doing well um, or that everything's awesome and perfect so that was kind of why i decided to do this episode today at all is because things i'm going through are directly relating to this topic
0: yeah for sure and on the vulnerability level, that is the way humans connect the deepest Like I don't care what you say, whether it's a best friend, a family member, it is when I know, or you know what I'm going through. And I've been in that spot too. Like when I was going through my whole transition, like you guys are the first people I call it. I was like, right. Yeah. And I was breaking down like all this kind of stuff. I didn't know what I was going to do. Like I had my whole entire life planned out and it, went to shit (laughs) to be honest so and kudos to you for like opening up on that because we do know that this will be out there but it's you just have to remember that you're not alone like there are there's uh, eight billion people in this world yeah (laughs) someone else is going through the same thing and for you to open up and see where you're in Describe where you're at, who knows the positive side of that? You know, it's scary because extrinsically you're, we have this gap of you're comparing yourself to where you are versus where someone else is. So right. in that, even that person or that other person to where someone else is could even be you in the future. So like you in the future could be 30 year old, have a very nice house, wife, kids, whatever. Or it could be someone else who is 22 and has something more, fi- something within their life more figured out job, um, where they're living, all that kind of stuff. And it's being able to detach yourself from that gap and being able to say, Where am I now? I'm getting these words out so they're not just floating around in my head and always being there, stressing me out. And now that I can conceptualize them and see them, okay, is it really that scary where you're at? You have a roof over your head, you have water, you have food. Okay. Now you just need to sustain that. How are you going to sustain that? Okay. I'm going to go get a side hustle or a job and then keep building my way up from there. I think one of the things that has helped me a lot is being able to expand your time horizon. Cause when you're in the state that you're in, you're like, I have to get this and I have to get this now. But if you look two months, five months, six months, one year down the road and kind of play a trajectory of, okay, first I need to do this. Then in three months, I can start paying for acting classes. In six months, I can hopefully get a full-time salary, nine to five job, so I have more stability. After six months, I'll have been taking classes for a while. I can start auditioning, get an agent. Once I have an agent and I start doing auditions, I'll get an acting job. And it doesn't need to happen right now because you're seeing people who are your age that have those roles right now, which is like, man, I want that like right now. But it's not going to happen right now because of the state and the things you're dealing with. So you have to expand your time horizon to logistically and reasonably say, when, when can I have this or when is this good for me? So, yeah,
1: yeah. I actually, um, I heard something that really resonated with me and it was that people tend to overestimate what they can do in six months and underestimate what they can do in like five years yeah so it which happens a lot so i think someone's able to figure out the motions of that be realistic about what they can do in six months and have that long-term goal and be like yeah i can't work my way to the top of whatever it is i'm going after of a certain industry but i can get my foot in the door in six months for sure yeah. so that needs to be my short-term goal that leads to more long-term benefits. And mm-hmm. so if you're like this is where I want to be in 5 to 7 years and then you have your goal of getting just a step close to that in you know 6 months, a year, any you know a shorter time frame, then that'll help you more. And yeah. that's definitely advice I'm taking to heart right now and I've definitely I definitely have opened my mind a lot, especially in the past week, to how to approach life and things. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely something I'm carrying with me. And I think is, hopefully, I'll let you know how that's working out. (laughs) I'll I'll definitely keep you updated on that. But I think that's, I think that is important advice. Because if you're you want everything and you're expecting to get it in a short amount of time, you're probably not going to get it. And then when you're not reaching your goals, when in your mind, you thought you were going to hit those goals, like let's just example, become a millionaire in six months when you're fresh out of college. And unless you've been doing things the entire time towards that goal, then there's no, It's that's impossible to become a millionaire right after going out into the real world and not having anything that you've been working on for a long time. If you set your goals to become a millionaire five, six years after you start the workforce or start building a company or anything A and B with long-term goals of that, then you're more likely to achieve it. And then if your short-term goals in six months to a year are to reach this step that brings you closer to such a big goal, I think that'll keep the motivation and kind of save some frustration a little bit because if you do have big goals that you expect to accomplish in a short term and you're not getting there then you start to beat yourself up a little bit and it starts to you start to doubt yourself and get angry that you're not doing what you want to be doing by then
0: exactly and play a statistic game here like the the people who are millionaires in a day because they have some revolutionary idea that got that a bunch of people thought were was amazing and they raised a bunch of capital to do it anyway and now they're millionaires. So that's like the, the .01% of any business or any person being a millionaire. But if you have your time horizon to five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and you keep putting in consistent effort let's say you make a thousand dollars a day or a thousand dollars a week okay that's fifty thousand dollars and you want to be a millionaire right so that's going to take you let me do some simple math um that's going to take you (laughs) that's going to take you 20 years right is that right yeah, yeah, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. It's 20 roughly 20 years. Right? Yeah. I mean, a little less, but it's going to take you 20 years. But guess what? You're going to be a millionaire if you make $1,000 a week. Okay? So when you put it into a longer time horizon and then break it down if money is your your goal or whatever it is. Yeah. Then it becomes way easier to conceptualize and process. I guarantee you along that way if you start making $1,000 a week there's gonna be a week where you have better than a thousand dollars and you're gonna grow and you can start learning more. But I think the problem with a lot of people like that, and myself included, when I was first getting started with my business, is like, is I want that. You want that quick dopamine hit. You're know, like, start a business, let's start making money. Like you don't start making money like right away. It's it's, it takes a longer time. You have to provide a service or a value or product and then to one person. And then it has to grow to multiple and you have to build systems around it, all that kind of stuff. Same thing with your life. You have to pick a goal or pick something you want to do. And yes, that will come from an external interest But if you're not able to internalize that and ask yourself why you are doing it, then you're going to get burnt out like fitness. If you're doing it for the girlfriend, you're going to get the girlfriend, but you didn't have a strong why behind it. So your motivator for going to the gym has been achieved. So you no longer have a motivation for the gym. Same thing with like, and I think that's the, the sad thing that like, millionaires and people who are on their deathbed it's it's always this circular um goal of once i get a million dollars i want two million dollars five million dollars and they're just chasing the next thing instead of enjoying the process the internal process that they've made for themselves so
1: yeah just because you know you become used to that chase and it's almost innate at that point like Mm -hmm. influencers on instagram like with the followers i've heard people say however many followers they have is never enough you know they hit a million which is a ton of followers on social media to have and all of a sudden like oh well now i want 10 million now i want like it keeps going and going and going
0: because
1: especially in that kind of world there's always a comparison there's always something to compare to So that's easily a trap. But also I think what kills people, not kills people, but like what definitely hurts the chase is some people have like the notion of, you know, one day it's just going to happen. Like I personally don't believe there's actually any such thing as overnight success. Now (laughs) there's news, you know, or like maybe when that money hits happened in a night or when, like if it's public figure stuff, you hit the mainstream on this one day and to everyone else, it feels like an overnight thing. I bet any person who has been credited with having overnight success for the most part, I'm sure there's some situations there there always are like 0.01%. But I bet if you ask them like, so you're an overnight success, they'd probably say, I do not feel like an overnight success
0: because they
1: probably were putting in so much work towards whatever it was that they were doing to get there. The actual success might have happened overnight, like maybe a public figure broke headlines, or you made Mm -hmm. X amount of money, or your company um, went public or became huge. Like Whoever created Snapchat, Snapchat came out of nowhere. That app felt like an overnight success, but there's no way it was. There's yeah. no way. If you'd spoke to the CEO of Snapchat and you're like, so overnight success of this app, crazy. He'd be like, what do you think? I just came up with this app and posted it in like a week. And all of a sudden everyone had it. I'm sure yeah. there was so much that that CEO went through and a ton of sweating that that person. Design did get it. There. Yeah.
0: Design it, it.
1: Pay people, market it. Like to get there is never an easy task.
0: Let's, let's put it in perspective of our podcast. Um, Sure. Yeah. For the 120, 130 some listeners. I think this will be a a cool thing to see. Yeah. And especially for us looking back. When we started, we we both have a following of maybe a thousand people that we know. Okay. And of that, a total of like 90 people followed the podcast originally.
1: Right.
0: Okay. If we're doing it for a passion project and I can see myself doing this for maybe the rest of my life and just continuing to talk and be vulnerable about it. Yeah. I guarantee you we'd look back and to these hundred people or so that were following us originally, it's not going to be like they were an overnight success. And I love conceptualizing it in a way it's as it's imagine all those 130 people filling up a room. Like, I've never spoken to a hundred people at one time, like you might've or something like that with performing, but that's a lot of people. And it's very satisfying for me to look at it as a rate of change. So, okay, we've gained two listeners this week or four listeners the next week and 10 listeners the next week. If you look at that as a percentage over our, original listening, it's like, wow, that's really good growth that grew 25%. But 25% for us is way smaller people-wise than someone like a Joe Rogan podcast. Like if Joe Rogan podcast grew 25%, he'd have to take on like another million listeners. So think of it that way. And the people listening, always look at your growth as a percentage of, as a rate of change versus where you were versus where you are now, you are like, wow, that's a good percentage. Like I grew a lot. So it's kind of cool to see in that way, especially like with our reels and numbers and stuff like that. So.
1: And also I think what helps us is that I think our goal is just any growth. I'm happy with any growth that we experience. For example, our most recent episode that released, which is episode 11, it was a 400% increase in growth, which I'm super happy with. That's not as good as it sounds because there's not that many. Yeah,
0: what what is what? Why don't you um, tell them what like 400% growth is for us? <laughs> like, how many people is that?
1: There were 10 extra listeners in the episode before.
0: Yeah, Wait, see? no, is
1: that true? I, I'm not entirely sure. No, you know what it is that's plus 400% from the day before. So we haven't released an episode in 13 days. And then, and then it's release day compared with, cause I think it was like plus like 400 or 800% or something like that. It was like a huge number, but obviously that's not on our end, a ton True. of people, but I was still happy with it because yeah. I think if you go into this with the goal of wanting to be like a top 10 podcast or like, you know, being on the top 100 charts, if you scroll in Spotify or whatever, if we had that goal and we wanted to hit that next week, then we'd be suffering. Like, cause we'd be so mad ourselves for not hitting that goal, but we know that that's unreasonable as, as hell, unless we had a ton of money to put into it for marketing and stuff like that. We're starting to like do the reels and stuff. And I'm so happy with how they're going. It's not like they're viral, but I'm really happy that, It is attracting more listeners. They've been doing a lot for us
0: and I'm happy with that. And I think with converting anything to an intrinsic goal is always have just this desire to learn. So I was terrible at social media at the start of this, like you handled all of it, (laughs) but I've started to learn like CapCut and certain software to do reels. And it's interesting to me, like, I'm like, this is cool. I like yeah. you know, learning,
1: if- learning the real vertical content has up been up there for my favorite part, besides actually the episodes of this, yeah. is learning. Because you see them on your, your YouTube shorts and TikTok all the time. And now I'm like, oh, I know how to make those. Like, I can make 30-second reels. I know how to add the subtitles. And it's been fun to add our own little font and style rather than the usual uh, white and yellow uh, subtitles. So it's cool that we kind of are able to put our own taste on it too. Like, that's been so much fun to yeah. do. And yeah. yeah. And we're kind of like figuring out the pieces of like, oh, like, I'm getting it. The reason I'm seeing these things on my feed, other people's uh, clips from their podcast or just reels in general from longer content, is because it's the best way to market. If someone hears a little clip from our podcast, because it's a lot easier to convince someone to listen to a 30 second clip than a full length episode. And if it just yep. shows up in their feed, they're already, we don't even have to ask them to watch it or they don't even need to click on anything. That's the best yep. commercial we can produce. Because if they like it, if they think it's a good reel, then maybe they'll listen. It's almost like an instant referral because you've got a taste and then you come back for more. I, I don't, as of now, I don't know a better way to market this podcast.
0: Yeah, no, I'm the same way. And I think it's been great to just learn. And now that we're talking about more and more, I think an intrinsic motivator is just learning. Whether it's learning more, uh, whatever you do. So if it is podcasting, learning more about editing, all that kind of stuff, because you want to be in it. If you like hiking, you want to learn about more places to hike, better gear, or if you're into fitness, you want to learn about better technique and better methods and diet and nutrition. If you're in business, I want to learn about business and listen to content about it. And that is for me because I enjoy it. I enjoy listening about that stuff and learning about it. So if you can switch from having others perceive you as, from others' perception as the reason you're doing something to just a genuine desire to learn, then I think whatever goal you're pursuing or whatever thing you're involved in will be so much more enjoyable than reaching it and being like, okay, what's next? So.
1: Yeah, totally. And sometimes, I talked about this in episode one when we briefly brought this up through fitness. Sometimes you get into something because of extrinsic reasons.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's kind of what happened to me for fitness as an example. But then I found intrinsic motivators through it, so I had a shift. And that can sometimes work too because – We've definitely been approaching this as a intrinsic good, extrinsic bad. And I do yeah. agree to that to an extent. I think the intrinsic motivator is no one can take it away from you. And I think it's just better for you mentally. But you can use extrinsic motivation to your advantage by converting mm-hmm. that energy, converting that motivation. If it's getting you to do something great, Doing, being motivated at all is better than not being motivated at all. Yeah. So yeah. at least it's at least there's that and hopefully hopefully it can change and you can kind of put together oh I like doing this like I enjoy doing this this isn't this isn't some bs I have to do that I hate doing but I know that it'll impre- maybe impress other people or make me more attractive to other people or I'll be judged less by others or I'll have positive judgment by others and then it turns into, oh, I'm doing this because i like to do it.
0: Yep. And on that point, I'm reading a book right now called The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. And yeah, I I know we presented it like that and that's not how we want it to come across because he has a quote in the book where you have to, or he says, you have to pick your desires carefully because of that reason you you have a desire to do something which catches your eye which technically is an external motivator but if you get latched into that desire and you end up not liking it then you have spent time doing something you don't like and you do have to spend time to try things that you find interesting and figure out that you don't like but you have to pick those things very carefully so before you get into something you have to think why do I want to do this and I think that's been as more opportunities have come up I keep asking myself that more and more because I need to be more careful with time I I can't I just can't say yes to everything yeah you know just choosing your desires carefully because once a desire becomes a passion Then that's where you have the ability to switch it from external to internal.
1: Yeah. And I've definitely, I've definitely had unhealthy desires in my life Mm
0: -hmm.
1: easily. And that's when, that's when the chase becomes unhealthy. That becomes what do you pick a desire? Whether it's um, having, getting a lot of money so you can fill a hole of insecurity that you think being ritual fill if you care about getting ripped because that fills a hole in you that or you think it'll fill that hole any of those things even once you get there you can convert that but it does get dangerous because Mm. every time i've heard someone reach a certain status like a fame for example like becoming famous or receiving recognition, receiving an award, getting on like Forbes top 100, things like that. Every interview I've seen, they're like, that did not fill me up with any validation or make me feel any happier. Yeah. So if that's what you chase and once you get there, that's the biggest fear. My, one of my biggest fears is looking back at my life and saying, why,
0: why did I do why? that?
1: Why'd I do that? That's. I am not like whatever hole I was trying to fill, it didn't fill that hole. So that's definitely – that's literally one of my biggest fears. So I would – anyone that is on that chase, and it doesn't matter what it is, but if it's trying to replace or fill something that isn't actually addressing what it is that isn't filled, then it's just not going to work out. I don't think it is. So I think you definitely, if you have some insecurities like that, I think especially me, what's really helped me is actually targeting that insecurity and making it a me versus me and focusing on why that bothers me and working to get past that and not through achieving other things because it can, it can help. And there's definitely things I want just to have it, but That's definitely, I think, a healthy. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely a healthy way to go about it. And especially, why do you think things like fitness equipment and workout plans are always on your phone for advertisements, or like how to lose X amount of weight in days or get rich quick schemes? It's because they are targeting our insecurity and they are convincing us that buying these things with our money is going to solve these issues makeup and xyz of feminine products that are marketed to you because you need this to look good if you look good you will be validated by others and if you are validated by others then you will be happy Is kind of no one actually says that to you in marketing and advertisements but that is kind of the goal. And it's unfortunate, but I do feel like that's where a lot of people can thrive in capitalism is when they do target that. So I think it's important to know that that stuff is never going to define you. And people can say hurtful things and people can really judge you and keep you down. But at the end of the day, the only person that you need to satisfy is yourself. And the only person you need to convince that you are good enough to is yourself. And if you can't convince yourself of that, then other people, the right people are going to accept you if you have that security. And if they're not accepting you, guess what? That's because they don't have that security and they feel the need to keep you down because in their, that person versus that person battle, they are losing. So you take it out on external things. and. Yep. I just said the word external right there, like extrinsic motivation and that's where it can get dangerous. So yeah, Yeah. that's definitely, Um, I need to take my own advice. We just posted a reel the other day where I was like, yep, I need to listen to me. Um, So (laughs) I'm not always a practice what I preach. I have these struggles too. So I hope I'm not trying to talk down to y'all and I don't even know what you're going through. Maybe you're doing even better than I am in that game. Um, the, yeah, I think that's definitely something that I feel like I just wanted to say.
0: No, that was very well said. And, and I'm, I'm proud of you for coming out and saying that cause it is being vulnerable and, and vulnerability is, oh, this is the last thing I'll say before we wrap it up. Vulnerability is that, is that external fear factor. It is. Yeah. Yeah. If exactly. I open up, how are people going to respond? And I think we live in a world where we've seen so many people open up and get negative feedback. But to the people who are negative, just say, So what? Like this is me, like this is what I'm going through. And what can they say to that?
1: Like <laughs> And if they are hating, that's because they want to find something to hate. It's a distraction from focusing on what's going on in your day to day. That's. Yep. I feel like that's where most hate comes from. Yeah, hate's never f- – I've never feared, like, haters from this. And yeah. and one thing I've noticed, dude, is, like, I don't think we're big enough to have haters.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> no, think, no. think,
1: think about it. Like, we're – people hate when it's success that they're hating on. People are trying to find reasons of – to validate why someone is not deserving of that success or maybe making some moral argument of why they're not deserving of that success. And all because of, there's a gap
0: between where they, where the successful person is and they are Yeah. They're like,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm not there because blah, 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 blah. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of, it's almost making yourself feel better about yeah. why you are where you are and why x person is doing really well and is really successful it's like well because of this bullshit also like i'm gonna hate on this because i want to put you down the negative energy that's that's where it always comes from um and you can you yeah. could go you could go for the throat you can attack people's personal appearance you can attack people's whole brand and what they stand for um and put people down uh, but what good really comes out of that? Even from the person that's putting the person down, it's not—it's not improving that person's life in any way. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. And like if if someone were to do that for us, I feel like it'd be hard to get to us too. Or I know it's like for me because I'm like, like why are you talking about um, alcohol and socialization? I'm like because that's what I went through, <laughs> like what do you mean? Like, I I can't change that. Like, or why are you talking or why do you have this perception of internal versus external motivation? And, um, this internal and external game It's like, because I'm going through it. (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't know what else you want me to say there. (laughs) Like it just, it is like that. That's what's happening. It is what it is. (laughs) is. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I'm probably for opening up and, I'm glad we uh, got to do this one. And if anyone else is in those kind of games, I think it's food for thought and maybe give it a little extra thought because we don't have all the answers. And as you can see, like Jack and I both aren't 100% where we want to be yet, but expand your time horizon and develop that plan to get there. So.
1: Yeah. yeah. And validation is always nice. I know that for a fact. It really helps to yeah. have people that do support you and do have your back. And if it's you alone, that's a brutal, brutal and scary world, um, especially yeah. if people have rejected you in the past or made you feel not good enough in the past. That's, that's painful and it stings, but just know that you can, you can do this. You can get through it. I believe in you, whoever you are. I think no matter what human being you are, you have something to offer if you are chasing at it for yourself and everyone does just want to be happy. And let's keep doing our best to not lose sight of what that happiness could be. Um, So yeah, especially to people who've been listening to us. Um, You know, I, I love you guys to death. People that have reached out, of course, I love you guys to death. People that haven't reached out to us but are listening, Thank you so much and I hope I always hope you're not that they're alone. getting something out of it and you're really not alone. And we can do yeah. this. We can do this. Um, um All right. Yeah, let's yeah, wrap it. Have, updates.
0: Yeah, so a few updates. So we have been posting on Twitter um and we'll be posting there a lot more. Same with TikTok, just got on there. Um and we'll be doing a post on all our socials about this, but just got a um Website refresh. Thank you, one well, of my other partners, Joe. He's awesome and did a really good yeah. job. So, Joe, you
1: killed the uh, game. So grateful for that.
0: Yeah. So we'll uh, be posting that on our Instagram and, and TikTok and stuff. So, um, but yeah, just staying consistent, keep talking about things we're interested in, and hopefully it uh, helps everyone else listening. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. We're excited about the updates coming and reaching more platforms. Also, the usual spiel. If you are liking the podcast, enjoying the podcast, feel free to give it a follow, whatever platform you're listening on it from. A rating A five-star rating would be awesome. It just helps us with the algorithm and reach more people. So yeah, thank you guys so much. We appreciate it as always. If you ever want to reach out to us via social media, via the website, we're always looking at that stuff. Feel free to hit up our account. Um, whether it's ideas or insights, anything, we're, we're always open to that. We definitely want you guys to feel like you can reach out to us. So yeah, as always, thank you guys so much. And we'll see you on the next episode.